You're listening to What If We Loved Podcast, a show about building up the church through love, sonship, and healing. Here are your hosts and founders of Love Inside Out Ministries, Bruce and Shay Mason. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is episode two of the What If We Loved Podcast. We've got same crew here with us today again. We've got Shay and Lisa and Janie and myself. I'm Bruce Mason. And we thought today we'd continue on with our theme from last week, which is on the heart, the role, the importance of the heart in our faith. Why is the heart uh, so, so important to the Lord? And um, I think, Janie, you had a really good question to kick us off. Yeah. So in focusing on the heart in ministry, there are a lot of skeptics. And especially there's this verse in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, 9, that says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. And people will often look at that verse and think, oh, we can't trust our hearts. We can't take anything. We have to use our minds alone because our hearts are not trustworthy. What would you say to those people that are interpreting that verse that way? Well, I think that, you know, we often focus on the mind because, you know, we read that we are to have the mind of Christ. My experience is that I was not able to have a renewed mind, to have the mind of Christ until I let God deal with the wounds in my heart. What Jeremiah is talking about there is a wounded heart. Mm -hmm. This was Old Testament. Yeah. (laughs) And so we live on the other side of the cross. Mm -hmm. And it's not that all of our wounds are, you know, we're, we're still in process. We're not all perfectly healed of our heart wounds as soon as we become Christians. But there is a way out of that condition. Mm -hmm. And God loves our hearts and he wants to see them healed. And for me, recognizing that I had a hard heart, in a sense, recognizing the depravity of my heart condition was an important step toward healing. And to allow God to come into that place where I knew that my heart was hard, but I wanted to offer it up to him. Because he says in Ezekiel 36, 26, that I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the process is all about, is developing soft hearts. If you read through scripture over and over again, we are admonished not to have hard hearts Mm -hmm. and to keep our hearts soft, to guard our hearts. Yeah. And the, um, you know, if you look at the context of of Jeremiah and Isaiah and really the whole sweep of old Testament history, it's just a, a, it's just a treadmill essentially going around and around with the Israelites having their hearts grow hard, basically forgetting what it is that God has done. So not remembering uh, all the incredible miracles that happened, the parting of the Red Sea and whatever else, you know, all the things that happened and their hearts grew hard. And so God was continually lamenting, saying, turn your hearts to me, open your hearts, let me come into your hearts. And the problem was that they couldn't do it. Uh, not until Jesus came, not until he poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans, that we were able actually to have hearts that could be softened and transformed. So the fulfillment of that prophecy, what Ezekiel uh, said that Shay just read, because it says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. 
and and Paul talks a lot about the heart. Let me just just run by just a couple scriptures here, just so you know. I mean, Paul says that you know the Father anointed us. This is Corinthians two, Second Corinthians two, verse twenty one. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And later in chapter four of that same book, he says, "For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his life shine where." in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So we can't even we can't even understand and receive the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ unless it's first revealed to our hearts, until mm-hmm. the spirit first comes into our hearts. So the heart is absolutely central to who we are. It's it's his dwelling place in our very being. So it's it's mistaken for people to disparage the heart. Mm-hmm. And my, my hope and prayer for the body actually is that we can rediscover the heart of our gospel faith, rediscover the heart so that God can truly dwell in our hearts so that we can live by faith and joy in him. And, uh, and honestly, in the end of the day, love one each other, one another well. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I, so I just looked up on Blue Letter Bible, what heart meant in that mm-hmm. Jeremiah 17 verse and it says it's used figuratively for feelings, will, and intellect. Mm-hmm. And the specific word, I don't know how to say it, lab, perhaps, but it's not, it's not saying, it's not saying the same thing that we're talking about with really letting God minister to the heart. It's saying, you know, your, your will and your intellect is not trustworthy. And it's so funny because people use that mm-hmm. to really take down ministry of the heart, but really it's saying, actually, don't, it's taking down the ministry of the mind where you're yeah, you're, that's you're a willing really good something. Point. Your mind yourself. can be all over the place. That's you can you can so believe true. one thing one minute and you know someone gives you a convincing argument and you believe something else another minute. But when God actually has access to your heart and places his truth there, that's solid. That yeah. doesn't move. Mm-hmm. That's the firm foundation that mm-hmm. that he wants to place in us to continue to build upon. Yeah, yeah there's a um a period of ministry that I went through where there were some things that I learned that I believed about myself that God showed and revealed to me what those were. And then he gave me um, the truth. He, he shared with me, he spoke to me about what the truth was instead of those particular lies that I believed. And I spent a long time trying to cram those truths, those beliefs, those real things about me into my head, mm-hmm. somehow believing that if I just could memorize them, if I could, if I could somehow internalize them just through jamming them in there that my heart was going to believe it oh yeah i've totally you know been guilty of that too (laughs) and it and i was frustrated because i wanted that to be true i believed it to be true but i didn't experience it as true Mm -hmm. but once i actually received a revelation of god's love in my heart suddenly all those things became obviously true Mm -hmm. i didn't have to think about whether they were true or not, I just knew it mm-hmm. because they were revealed to my heart and became a part of my understanding. Mm-hmm. Not my head understanding, but my heart understanding. Yeah, it's not head knowledge, it's heart understanding. And there's there's a big difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know someone who told me that they used to look at themselves in the mirror and just look at themselves and say, you know, tell themselves, you are beautiful, you are beautiful, you are beautiful, yeah. you are beautiful, over and over, almost mm-hmm. like they were manipulating themselves. Mm-hmm. They are beautiful but it was, they're trying to convince themselves through their mind. And yet they still remain very insecure. 
Mm. And the, for me, what broke through and told me I was beautiful was when I really came true in my heart. And when God spoke to me and said, you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't feel insecure at all anymore. Yeah. And I think that's such a good example is we can, it's not bad intention to try to almost, you know, bully our, or convince ourselves that yeah. something is true. It's good intentioned, but ultimately what's going to get through is those God moments where he pushes through the noise. Yeah. It really needs to come from yeah. the source of truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, I can look at myself in the mirror and say, you're six feet tall, you're six feet <laughs> tall, but that's not going to make it true. Yeah. Right. But what God speaks to us is truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now for, for us both, having scripture, having the word, having the, the truths of scripture in front of us so that we were, when we were in our darkest hours, when we were really hanging on by our fingernails, being able to go back to the word and say, you know what, this is actually what it says about me. This is who I am. And having something there to hold on to was really important for us. It is super us. important. But it, it was a lifeline for me. Yeah, it was a huge lifeline, but it wasn't until that real voice of God revealed those truths to our hearts that those things no longer, no longer was a labor anymore mm-hmm. to try to believe those things. Mm-hmm. They were actually rooted within us. It was as if our DNA changed. So we got a new operating system. That's another way to put it, which all those truths were part of it. And then you begin to operate according to the reality mm-hmm. in the light of that. And one of the things that's really exciting about that is that not only are you not having to labor to believe these things anymore, but you're also not having to labor in the same way to try and produce something good. Mm-hmm. Because before I received a heart revelation of God's love, it was like, I was trying to please him. I was trying to do all the right things mm-hmm. to look like the good Christian, to look like I was loving people the way I knew I should love people. But I didn't have a full well to draw from. And I was just, uh, drawn to this passage in Luke, in Luke six forty five, it says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things mm-hmm. from the treasury of an evil heart. Mm-hmm. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Right. And that's why Jesus is so clear that we need to put our treasures in the right place. Mm-hmm. And for right now, while we're on this earth, our hearts are his dwelling place. Mm-hmm. And that is where we need to be storing up his mm-hmm. love. Yeah. And then that's where the overflow happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what's in our heart will eventually come out. So whether we, we have pain and hurt and anger and wounding in our heart, when it gets pressed on, that's what comes out. Um, Proverbs twenty seven nineteen says, as water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man. And that passage that you just read speaks exactly mm. at that same point. So what's in our heart is what tends to come out of our mouth. So God wants our hearts to be healed so that what's coming out of our mouth is going to be actually his voice. And treasure rather than garbage. Right. <laughs> it's going to be love. Ultimately, he's calling us as a body, as a people in his son, is to be a people of love so that our hearts are truly united in that love. And that's why Paul prays for for his churches, every one of these churches, there's a beautiful prayer that he has in almost all of his letters. Um, one of my favorites is from Ephesians verse uh, three, starting at verse 16, and he prays this. And, and I, I kind of want to pray this too as a prayer for everybody who's listening as well. So as I say, as I read this, this is also a prayer for you. And that's that I pray that out of his glorious riches, he's talking about the father here, 
that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through the spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love, and this is just amazing, that you may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. So this is a heart love, something coming into the heart that surpasses all human wisdom and knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen and amen to that. Can you imagine being filled with all the fullness of God? May he fill you with that this very day. May you begin on that journey to be filled with all the fullness of your loving Heavenly Father. If you liked this episode, please consider donating by clicking the support this podcast button below. As always, thank you for listening. Have a blessed week.